Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are we all today? Are we all good? Are we all going to school? I hope so. <laughs> um, my children um went to school yesterday. They both came home very, very happy. So if they're happy, I'm happy. Um, my little one went to nursery. I went to um work. So there you go. We're all back to normal, thankfully. So um, my children both went in and um, told their teacher about Humpty Dumpty. So they were, um, my son especially, um, was extremely happy to know about Humpty Dumpty because he loves forts and castles and cannons and guns and loves all that kind of thing so he was very excited to know that it was a cannon rather than an egg um it made it sound more exciting <laughs> so um did or have any of you been in and told your teachers um about Humpty Dumpty because both my children's teachers did not know the this so they learned something new which is always very good so I cannot believe it is the second day of September already. Wowzers. So September means that we are getting close to the best time of the year, Christmas. And anybody that was listening to me last year knows that I love Christmas. My decorations go up very, very early. Um, I'll, my My Christmas starts in probably the end of October as soon as Halloween is over um I'm not a big fan of Halloween um I know we've got Halloween to go first and then we've got um Christmas um me personally I'm not a big fan of Halloween but my children are they like it they dress up um they go trick-or-treating um and you know they're they're more than happy but me i love christmas that is my favorite and the weather is now getting cooler which is suits me fine <laughs> this time of the year i'm happy it's during the summer that i don't like <laughs> so um it is what are we um we're friday today aren't we so it's happy friday yay um the end of the week so i've got work today and then off for two days which is great um but uh today being the 2nd of september it is world coconut day so you've got to go out and eat a coconut <laughs> or drink some coconut milk or my favorite eat a chocolate bar that's flavoured with coconut <laughs> but it's definitely World Coconut Day for some reason um, and 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 it's also Doodle Day so you should be out there doodling um, possibly not at school because mm, it's not not really good to doodle on your school books but um, it is Doodle Day. I don't know why it's Doodle Day. They just have a day for everything, don't they? So all through this um, this month, I'm going to tell you every time there's a, a day for something, I'm going to tell you what the day is, just so that you know. 
just in case there's something really, really interesting and exciting. Okay, so I have an observation, okay? I think that there are two little boys, there's possibly more than two little boys, but there are definitely two little boys out there who get up very, very early, who they, they must do because um, they message almost every day with the correct answer to the riddle. But they message not long after it's gone out. Sometimes they're not first. Sometimes there are um, some, there is somebody who's got their, just that little bit in front. But Binyamin and Shelomo, I think you must get up exceedingly early. Um, and this time you were first. So um, the, uh, what's the, the, blah, 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 the riddle, there we go, I can't think of the word. The riddle from yesterday was, if you drop a yellow hat in the Red Sea, what does it become? Now, some people thought about the colours and said orange because yellow and red make orange. But the answer is actually wet. <laughs> and Shalomo and Vinyamin got that right. The answer was wet. Um, because if you drop anything in the sea, it becomes wet. There you go. So today's riddle is, um, I am the beginning of everything, the end of everywhere, I'm the beginning of eternity and the end of time and space. What am I? Oh, well, that's the beginning and end of everything. Oh my goodness me, that sounds Hmm, what can it be? Well, get your thinking caps on and let me know. So today's fun fact is I'm gonna I'm going to test it. I haven't tested it, okay, but I am going to. Um it says in many advertisements the time displayed on a watch or a clock is ten past ten. So um, the big hand is on the 10, no, the 2, sorry, and the little hand is on the 10. Now, I don't know why that would be, and I don't know if it's true. So, um, I am going to, I don't very often watch TV, we don't watch a lot of TV in our house, but next time I watch TV... I'm going to pay attention to any of the adverts that have clocks or watches in because I want to know. I want to know whether that's true, um, whether they are at that time. And maybe you can do the same. Maybe you can look and watch and see. <laughs> because now, now, at the moment... There's going to be an influx of adverts for toys and things because it's coming up to Christmas. So um, you'll be able to see a lot of adverts. And if you watch them, 
you might see one that's got a clock or a watch and see whether that is the right well see if that fun fact is correct i am definitely going to try it out so today i'm going to read um chapter seven of uh mr pink whistle's adventures so we shall see what we shall see let's have a look and see what chapter seven is all about it's called the two ugly creatures there was once a man that nobody loved he lived alone in a cottage and he was angry because he was blind he wore black glasses over his two blind eyes and the children did not like these, so they were afraid of him. And the rudest of them called names after him, which was very unkind of them. The man had always had weak eyes, but he had been so fond of reading that he had made them worse and worse. Now he couldn't see at all and he was unhappy and angry. Angry because he knew that if only he had been wise, he would still have been able to see because he could have had glasses and unhappy because he wanted to read and couldn't because he had no friends. People would have liked to be kind to him, but he wouldn't let them. He was very bad tempered, spiteful and very, very lonely. Oh. His face grew uglier and uglier as he frowned more and more and his black glasses seemed even blacker. Oh dear. He used to go along the road of the town tapping with his stick and muttering to himself as he went. It isn't fair. I haven't anything at all. I've no friends. I've no books to read. No pictures to see. It isn't fair. And one day, of course, fat little Mr. Pinkwhistle met him and heard. What? Something wasn't fair? Ah, Mr. Pinkwhistle was all ears when he heard that, you may be sure. What isn't fair? asked Mr. Pinkwhistle, falling into step with the blind man. Go away, said the blind man rudely. I never talk to anyone. Go away. Oh, then you must be very lonely, said Mr. Pinkwhistle in his gentlest voice. What's that to do with you, said the blind man. I'm ugly, I know. Even the children call out after me, the little wretches, and I'm bad-tempered and I'm quite helpless because I can't see. I often fall off the curb into the road, but who cares? Nobody at all. You are a very unhappy man, said Mr. Pinkwhistle with a sigh. I wish I could find you a friend. All you want is someone to love and someone who loves you. The blind man laughed loudly. Ha! Who would ever love me? he cried. If anyone sees me, they run away. I know. I've heard them. 
Let me help you across the road, said Mr Pinkwhistle, his heart very sad, for he could not for the life of him think how he might put things right for this poor man. The blind man at first pushed away Mr Pinkwhistle's hand, and then, because his hand felt so friendly and so kind, he took it after all and allowed himself to be helped across the road. Thank you for helping me, he said. If I could help you in return, maybe I would. But I can't help anyone. I'm just no use at all. You may be sure I'll ask you for help if you can give it, said Mr Pinkwhistle. Goodbye. I'll come and see you again sometime. You live in that small house over there, don't you? Yes, said the blind man. Goodbye. He went off by himself, tapping with his stick. Mr Pinkwhistle looked after him. It's not fair, he said. Some people have everything. Their eyes to see with, good health, friends, love and happiness. And that poor man hasn't anything at all, not even a friend. Yes, it's mostly his own fault and that only makes it worse. The little fat man looked quite sad for once. His eyes lost their twinkle and his mouth drooped. He stood thinking for a moment or two, and then he heard a yelping noise from around the corner. He ran to see what the matter was. There was a pond round the corner. In it, a wet dog was struggling for his life. Mr Pinkwhistle waded in and got hold of him. The dog was tangled with all the weeds. Good gracious! said Mr Pinkwhistle, cutting the string that bound the dog to the the weeds, or cutting the weeds. Has, have you been, um, are you in trouble? You are almost drowning. Woof, said the dog, and as usual, Mr Pinkwhistle understood all he said. Yes. How dreadful, cried Mr Pinkwhistle trying to dry the dog with his handkerchief. Well, I'm so ugly. Look at me and see, said the dog sadly. My head's too big. My tail is too long. My legs are too short. My ears droop down instead of up. I'm such an ugly red colour. Everyone laughs at me when they see me. And really, I don't wonder. I saw myself once in a looking glass outside a shop and I laughed too. It isn't fair, said Mr Pinkwhistle, patting the dog. You've got such a good heart, I'm sure, and would be a really splendid house dog. That's all that really matters. Oh, I would, I would, barked the dog and he licked Mr Pinkwhistle's hand with a long pink tongue. Couldn't you have me for your own? All the other puppies went to good homes, but nobody has ever wanted me. And then Mr Pinkwhistle had a wonderful idea. Listen, he said, I know a poor, ugly, blind man who is lonely and sad. He wants someone to love him and look after him. Someone to go and sit with him in the evenings and to guide him when he goes out for walks. He sometimes falls off the curb, you know. Now, 
Do you think your heart is large enough to be this poor man's dog? I would like it better than anything, yelped the dog. But won't he hate me because I'm ugly? He won't even be able to see you, said Mr Pinkwhistle. Come with me now and we shall see what happens. So the still wet dog and the little fat man went to the cottage where the blind man lived. He was there for he had just come in. Hello, said Mr Pinkwhistle, stepping into the parlour. I'm soon back again and to ask your help too. I've got a poor little dog here, not much more than a puppy, that nearly drowned by getting tangled in some weeds in the pond. Could I dry him by the fire, do you think? Oh, I'll get a towel, said the blind man, and he felt his way to a chest, pulled open a drawer and drew out a big brown towel. He went to the hearthrug and knelt down. Where's the dog, he said. I used to be fond of dogs, but now even they growl when they see me. The wet puppy put out his tongue and gently licked the blind man on the hand. He whined a little. The blind man began to dry him. You poor wet creature, he said. So people are unkind to you too, are they? Well, there are two of us then. Are you hungry? I've got some milk in the larder. Oh, and a bone, I believe. Hey, you there. Would you get it? Get them? He was calling to Mr Pinkwhistle, but will you believe it? Mr Pinkwhistle didn't answer a word. No, he just stood by the door smiling, and the blind man thought he had gone. Mr Pinkwhistle wanted him to do as much as possible for the dog, for he knew that was the right way them to make friends. So the man fetched the milk and the bone. He found some biscuits too. He sat down by the fire and listened to the dog eating the food. And then the puppy dog jumped up onto the man's knees, settled himself comfortably there and licked the man's hands lovingly. Then he pushed his soft head against the man's face and licked his nose. Good dog, good fellow, said the blind man, and he patted the dog. You don't mind how ugly and bad-tempered I am, do you? Well, I won't turn you out just yet. You can stay for a while. So the dog stayed. He shared the man's tea with him. He found an old ball and rolled it over the floor. The man heard him playing and smiled for the first time for months. See, you don't leave it for me to fall over, he said. So the dog rolled it under the couch when he had finished. I don't think I can very well turn you out tonight, said the blind man, when it was bedtime. I will keep you tonight, and when the man who brought you comes back, you shall go then. The dog went to sleep on the hearthrug, but in the middle of the night he awoke and heard the blind man tossing and turning. He was always loneliest and unhappiest at night. The dog knew this at once and he ran to the bed. He jumped up onto the eiderdown and snuggled down beside the man, his nose in the man's hand. Good fellow, said the blind man, patting him. Good fellow. 
And do you know when Mr. Pinkwhistle came that way again, he saw the puppy dog running around happily, as fat as butter, and the blind man rolling a ball for him, which the dog kept fetching and bringing back. Hello, said Mr. Pinkwhistle. Hello, cried the blind man. You haven't come to fetch the dog, have you? I couldn't do without him now. You've no idea what a friend he is to me. He loves me and never leaves me for a minute. He guides me when I go out and he sleeps on my bed at night. He's the finest dog in the world. And my master's the kindest, best man in the world, yelped the dog. He belongs to me. I look after him and make him happy. He doesn't even know I'm ugly. Good, said Mr Pinkwhistle, looking at the happy face of the blind man, who was no longer ugly and bad-tempered. Very good. A little love and friendship go a very long way. Goodbye. <laughs> How lovely was that? I'm so glad they found each other. Uh, because, oh, it's not nice to be lonely, is it? So, um, I think they will have a happy, happy life together. <laughs> and did you know that even if you don't smile, however pretty you are, however handsome you are, if you don't smile and you frown and sulk all the time, your face looks ugly because it's not a happy smiley one. So if you want to be pretty, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you want to be pretty or you want to be handsome, you smile because once you're smiling, all the sunshine and the happiness radiates out from your face and makes you one of the prettiest people ever. <laughs> anyway, I have to get ready for school. Uh, no, I don't have to get ready for school. I have to get ready for work, but I also have to get my children ready for school. So um, I am going to go. But don't forget um, the uh, riddle for today is I am at the beginning of everything, the end of everywhere. I'm the beginning of eternity and the end of time and space. What am I? So get your thinking caps on and riddle me that. And don't forget to eat a coconut or something flavoured with coconut today for, Na for World Coconut Day and draw some doodles. <laughs> and also do not forget to look at any advertisements for watches and see whether they have um, the time displayed as 10 past 10. Okie dokie. I will go and hopefully see you all again tomorrow. So make sure you take care and stay safe and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.